Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Mailbox Monday. This is Monday, March 18th. And today we're going to go ahead and air part two of my interview with my friend, Bill Jack. So often we get questions here at the podcast about how to engage with faith in the culture. And Bill is the best speaker that I can think of to do that. So in lieu of Mailbox Monday today, I'm going to go ahead and air part two of my interview with my friend, Bill Jack. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. I'm thinking as we're talking about uh, college and we're talking about Worldview Academy, you know, one of the things that has been on my heart for many years as I've spoken to uh, audiences around the nation is this idea that on some level, even in the homeschool community, I see that education has become an idol. You know, we we are looking to education as the answer. Education is the, you know, the main thing. And I'm always telling parents, listen, education is not the main thing. The heart of our child, uh, that's what we want to be getting to is the heart of our child. Uh, talk with talk for just a minute to the parent who is, you know, maybe they're living in fear that their child's not going to get into the best, uh, to the best colleges or they're just, you know, college is the thing for that child. And they have focused so hard on the education that they're thinking, oh, my pastor can take care of the heart. What do you say to that to, to that parent? You know, you have touched on on two things that are so key, and one is this: that education has become the goal, and you're right, it has become an idol for many. We want our our children to succeed as parents. That's true across the board, Christian or non-Christian. But the Christian has bought into the culture's definition of success. Yes, the Christian has bought into the culture's definition of what a good education is. Unfortunately, and that's one of the reasons that we started the bridge your program at the Abbey is because we want to ground students in a biblical worldview. And too often uh, we, we hold our camps during the summer at colleges and universities across the country. Some of these are secular colleges. We're just re- renting bed space and, and opportunities that have amenities. But a lot of these are Christian and some are Christian in name only. And I am very concerned about the state of higher education in our culture because the the secular culture has infiltrated even those institutions that were once bastions of the faith. Mm-hmm. And so parents are are they're seduced into thinking, oh, if I send my child to X Christian school, then they're going to be safe. That's not true. Yeah. And if they if they want to go into, I'm just going to pick a, a career. Oh, psychology. That's one of my. Oh, favorites. there's a there's a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's and, a deep many, one. In, you know, in order to, I, I I have students tell me they want to be. A, you know, they want to. I say, what's your major? They say psychology. I say, well, why don't you just get a degree in biblical counseling? Why do you want to do psychology? Yeah. And the answer is always because I have to be licensed. They have to be licensed by the state. Interesting. Now, that is that is a that is a death knell to a biblical worldview because the state is hostile to a biblical worldview, and so even Christian colleges, for example, have adopted the secular definitions and the secular ideology of psychology. They do not call it biblical counseling anymore; they call it psychology. And that is a problem. I've had numerous conversations uh, on that line with many students, and that's just one area. 
So as, as parents, we need to, we need to emphasize that education is important, but it's not the end game. It's not the end goal. Education is a lifelong goal, but from a biblical worldview. And we need to shift our emphasis. And the other thing that you, you touched on, you use the word fear. Mm. I, I think fear is the, is the other defining word besides confusion, as I mentioned earlier. It's the other defining word of our, of our times, especially in the Christian community. We're afraid to take a stand for a biblical worldview. And as a result, we are silent. We are silent in economics. We are silent in healthcare. We're silent in the arts. We're silent in education. And we become secularized. We become compartmentalized Christians. And so we go to church on Sunday. We let the pastor do the spiritual stuff. Yep. We may have our devotions at home, but we don't connect it to the issues of the day. We don't connect it with the education, even in homeschooling, our children. We must understand that we're consumers of the culture. Our children, especially, are consumers of the culture. They have so many avenues in which to engage the culture, not engage, to be influenced by the culture. And we need to prepare them much better than previous generations in doing so. Social media, movies, music, all of that is, is a, it's, it's an avenue for secularism to influence. And so I see that we're raising oh, schizophrenic Christians, if you will. They love mm-hmm. Jesus with their hearts, but their minds are trained to think secularly, even if they are homeschooled. They cannot connect what they have memorized in Scripture with the issues of the day. So really, in by and large, I think uh, we're failing our children in, in this generation of Christian parents who have relegated the training and teaching of our children in, where issues of faith and culture uh, intersect. We have relegated that to churches, which really they're not even doing it anymore, right? So we've gotten out of we've gotten out of political things. Christians, we don't talk about politics because heaven forbid we should talk about that. We're not talking about what's happening uh, in our schools or what's happening in our hospitals. And I think largely because of fear, but what do, so when, when a parent realizes, oh my goodness, that's me, I've been doing that. And you want to help that person, that mom or that dad get off the bench, as I'm always telling parents here at the, you know, my thing here is get off the bench and onto the battlefield, off the sidelines and onto the front lines, which is where God's people should always be, is on the front lines of the culture. When a parent realizes, all right, this is an issue in my life, or I haven't been discipling my child, and I haven't been talking about these important issues around the dinner table or connecting the dots of the faith and the culture together, where are some places that uh, they can start right now at home beginning to do that? You know, that's that's a great question. One of the things that we do at Worldview Academy is we do a movie night. We'll take movie clips and and analyze them from a biblical worldview. And, we have parents come back to us and say, you have ruined movie night for our family. Right. <laughs> and, then they, and then they say, thank you. Yeah. They say, you wouldn't believe it. We were watching this movie as a family and, and, and our, 
our team had gone to Worldview Academy, stopped, pressed the pause button and said, did you see what Worldview was being promoted there? And they said, we've had great conversations. We are consumers of the culture. So as you drive down the road in the car and you see a billboard, point it out and say, hey, you in the backseat, what is that billboard teaching us? What is this song on the radio? What's the worldview behind it? Yes, it's got a good beat. It's easy to dance to. Oops, I'm sorry. Christians don't dance. <laughs> you said the D word. That's yeah. all right. It's, 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 uh, it's 1920s aerobics. Uh, it's not swing dancing. <laughs> and, you know, what, what is this song teaching us? What is this movie conveying to us? What is this ad saying to us? What about this magazine cover? Because we consume culture. We need to be able to digest it from a biblical perspective and then be able to talk about it with those around us. It's so important. It is that tension of being in but not of the world. And I, I understand homeschool parents wanting to protect, wanting to shelter their students from evil. That's good. But go with them into the culture. Mm-hmm. Go down to the local university, the state university. Go with your students and and film interviews. The best thing that can happen is for junior or juniorette to see mom and dad engaging in conversation yep. with those on the front lines. And then they suddenly go, wow, dad really believes this stuff. Mom really understands and believes this stuff. Because don't just send them, go with them. And of course, you know, I'm going to plug Worldview Academy again. If you want your students equipped, one of the launching pads would be Worldview Academy leadership camps. It's worldview.org backslash Heidi, and they can get that $100 discount for our our leadership camps. It's if it is not the best week of your student's life, I will personally refund your money. Now you have to find me after camp, but I'll refund your money. Well and I'm here to tell you, I mean we have we have been thrilled and not just with what has happened with my kids, but I talk to students and parents of students who have attended Worldview Academy all across the country. And it really is a week that will change their life. It will equip them, encourage them. And I think parents, you know, we're always saying here at the podcast, you can't give your kids what you don't have. You can't pass on what you don't possess. And so if you want your children to get off of the sidelines and onto the front lines, I totally agree with you, Bill. The parents need to do that. They are they are setting the example. Something I'm doing uh, this week is I'll be traveling twice up to the Capitol here in Washington, up to Olympia, to give testimony against some bad bills that are coming before the legislature, not the least of which is comprehensive sex education. And I don't have time to go into it right now, but I know, Bill, you said this is also in, in your state in Colorado. Yes, uh, it is. I think it's everywhere. And uh, I'm going to link to a video today so parents can see what's going on. I want you to address one more question as it relates to this issue of comprehensive sex education, because I heard from a homeschool mom who came here to the Resource Center in Vancouver last week, and she asked me why I cared about this. She said, why does it matter to you? This is the public school. This isn't 
uh, this won't affect homeschooling. And I almost choked. <laughs> I thought, boy, it sure, why, do, why does it matter? This is a great question. And I know my answer, but I really want everybody to hear your answer because I know it's going to be amazing. Why does it matter, Bill, that we care about what's happening in the public schools, that we care about something like comprehensive sex education uh, and schools promoting the lie, which it really is the lie of transgenderism uh, to kids? Why does it matter? You know, I've been addressing this particular issue, the transgenderism and the homosexual issue for a, a few years because of what happened here in Colorado. And I had a, an elder from my church come to me after I gave a presentation at a men's breakfast on this issue. And he said, the, he asked the very question, why this issue? Why not other sins that are plaguing our culture and even in the church, you know, mm-hmm. sexual immorality, heterosexual immorality or divorce or whatever? And I said, because this is the spear point yep. against the throat of Christianity in our day. That's right. Satan never allows us to fight on only one front. He always comes at us multiple ways. He always comes at our flank. And so we as homeschool parents need to understand that, yes, we are protecting our students. We are educating our students. We are immersing them in the word of God. But at the same time, we as parents must address what's happening in the culture for the future of our children and the future of liberty. Liberty matters. And that's why we do this, because we believe in liberty for all, not just liberty for our own little family, but we fight on several fronts on this issue. So train your students, protect your students, educate your students, equip your students But you are the one as a parent who is to go out and address the issues of the day in the state legislature, in the grocery store, at Target when they say we're going to allow people to use whatever bathroom they wish to use. You know, they could have solved that very easily. Churches could have solved that very easily when Target announced this, that you can use whatever bathroom. The elders of every church and every community should have gone to Target, lined up in front of the women's bathroom, called the manager over and said, hey, we are the elders of such and such a church, and we're going to walk into this women's bathroom. Is that okay with you? And the, the, the manager would have had to say, because of corporate policy, yes. And when he says that, then the elders should have said, well, we're going to go back to our people in our church, and we're going to encourage them not to come to your particular target until you redo that policy. Yeah. Because we stand for liberty. We stand for truth. We stand for women. We do not want women to be accosted or embarrassed. And if the church would but stand yeah. we could change the culture. We could be the salt and the light that we're called to be. A friend of mine lived in in, uh, the Netherlands. He was a businessman and he lived in the Netherlands. He learned the language. And uh, every day he would walk from his home to the office where he worked and he passed this little pocket park. And there was a saying on the brick wall and he knew the translation, but he did not know the history. The translation was, A people who lie down before tyrants lose more than life and property. The light goes out. Mm. And one day 
He stopped an elderly Dutch woman who was passing by and asked, what is the meaning of this? She said, this is where the Nazis executed liberation fighters publicly. Mm. Now, we must understand, once again, a people who lie down before tyrants lose more than life and property. The light goes out. What did Jesus call us? He called us the light of the world. We need to stand for liberty. And and that means we get our hands dirty. We get our hands dirty in the arts. We get our hands dirty in economics. We get our hands dirty in the legislative process. And we come home and we wash our hands and we love our children. And we train him in the ways of the Lord. We need, we, Francis Schaeffer said this years ago, we see the world in bits and pieces. We, we have become compartmentalized, not just in, in the culture, not just in the church, but within the sweetest times. And that is within our homeschooling experiences, we can become compartmentalized and just see the world in bits and pieces. That's why worldview matters. We, we need to understand that it's a comprehensive perspective on everything from economics to education, from the arts to politics, from everything. And if we get that, then we can begin to train our students to think and live in accord with a biblical worldview. And, and then we will be launching into the culture little lighted arrows, you know, arrows on fire that will will create flames in different parts of the culture. We need to we need to build build into our students the idea that they are little lighted salt shakers, okay? And they're to go out in the culture and salt and light the culture. That's that's our goal at Worldview Academy. That's my passion. I love to see the lights come on in their eyes. I love to see them go, "Aha, I get it." Yeah. And I I love to see them own their faith. That's what every parent, homeschooling parent or not, what every Christian parent wants for their student is for them to own their faith. I was not homeschooled, but my parents taught me from the time I was a child around the kitchen table, which is the homeschool for everybody, right? Yep. It's around that little kitchen table. They taught me my worldview. I mean, I watched I watched my dad play chess with a missionary friend from India. There was a, there was always a Bible on the corner of that table. I thought every kitchen table had a Bible, just like they had salt and pepper shakers. Mm. I didn't know any better. And that's where I got lectured at night. That's where I got prayed for. And that's where they launched me from Southern Illinois out here to Colorado with my family. And I, 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 I value that kitchen table. My son, who's now 40, has that kitchen table in his home. So we need to, we need to realize the, the power of the family, but we can't retreat from culture. We have to prepare and then launch our students to be that salt and light. I love it. So you are my new favorite off-the-bench guest. Well, you know what? You know, there's 22,000 people in the stands watching the game. Yeah. And they need exercise. There's That's 24, right. there are 24 players on the field. They need some rest. Yes. Let's get those people out of the stands and get them on the field. 
I I could not agree with you, Mar. This has been so encouraging for me, and I know it's been encouraging for uh, listeners today. For those of you who want more information about Worldview Academy, I will link to it in the show notes today. But again, you can go to worldview.org forward slash Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, and you will get $100 off a full camp tuition uh, just by using that link. So check that out. And if you want more information about the Abbey, if they have any, if they have any questions, they can contact me. Just it's bjack at worldview.org. I so love it. First initial, last name at worldview.org. And, and I want to thank you for, uh, uh, for allowing me to take the time to, to hopefully encourage people to, to get off the bench, to get out of the stands, get on the field because we need more people like that. And, um, I, uh, Looking forward to seeing you, by the way, in Colorado, I believe, at the homeschool convention. That's right. I will be speaking there this year. That's right. I will be, too. So it's unfortunate because when we speak, too often we're like ships passing in the night. I know. You know, we don't get time <laughs> to visit. So this this has been great for me. But thank you for, for uh-huh. having me. And thanks for uh, your encouragement about Worldview Academy for your listeners. You're so very welcome. You have encouraged uh, us and myself today to be salt and light out in the world where God has placed us. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show with me today, Bill. You're a huge encouragement. Well, it's always a joy to work with students who want to make a difference. And that that just that makes my socks roll up and down, as one guy used to say. Amen. Mine too. If I had socks, they'd be rolling up and down. For those of you who want more information on Worldview Academy, I'll link to all things Worldview in the show notes today, or you can visit worldview.org forward slash Heidi. Thanks for listening, everybody. I appreciate your time. As always, we appreciate it if you leave reviews for this podcast over at iTunes. If you have a question you would like addressed over at the podcast, please shoot us an email, podcast at thebusymom.com. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.